0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision well let's turn our attention to some of the challenges that refugees in australia face by and large australians appear to be embracing refugees many churches are embracing refugees providing a place where they can belong to a community that's motivated by the love of god Ken Myers has 13 years of experience working with refugees and people who are seeking asylum. He's one of the founding directors and CEO of Refugee Connect and is a leading authority on the care of refugees and people seeking asylum. Ken, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Ken, the way that compassion needs to overflow the heart of Christian believers I wonder whether you can give us a little impression as to how churches are responding to refugees you 've got a wonderful ministry happening. Thank are you seeing around the nation around uh, your community and you 're from southeast Queensland are you seeing churches responding in the way that you 'd hope they would
1: yeah we are it's It, it is good and, and things are happening well. We were just at uh, mission Matters a couple of weeks ago, and um yeah lot, lots of interest and lots of people. You know, participating in good things.
0: And you've seen lots of refugees who have integrated very nicely into a community. What yep. sort of impact do refugees have when they are integrating into a local community?
1: Well, it's extremely positive. You know, They, they just feed in because ultimately they don't want to be isolated. They want to hang out with other Aussies. And so often I think that it's some of the Aussies who have the issue that, but they're different. And what am, what am I supposed to say? And but what if they don't understand me? And there's all these millions of questions that, as Aussies, we have, when someone looks a little different. And really, their heart is so much the same as ours. They just want to fit in.
0: It sounds like uh, you feel like giving people a shake sometimes and saying, "Hang on a second, we're all a little bit different to each other." Uh, these people, except my might- I'm perfect. Except for you, (laughs) or except for them. Uh, This is the thing, isn't it? And that is a barrier that needs to be overcome if you are going to respond in a helpful way that you help people to belong to a new community.
1: Yeah. And for us, our model really is extremely simple. It's just a matter of find a friend and
0: have a chat. And it's as easy as that. Find a friend and have a chat. Yeah. Uh, there's these blockages, aren't there? Because sometimes you'll see the headlines, uh African gangs or yeah, whatever, right. and, you know, they sow a seed of doubt into the heart. Uh, you've got to overcome that somehow. When you talk to people about the refugees you're working with, how do you paint a picture of the ones that you want to befriend them uh, to uh, to, uh, to some of those headlines we're seeing?
1: Well, again, I think it comes back to that whole point that if they... If they are left to their own devices, like all of us we we turn out to be the, the the almost the worst we can be. but where there's love and support and compassion around, um we find they respond well, irrespective of their their circumstances
0: and responding well because the reason they're here in the first place is. You know, usually because they're escaping some level of uh, terror and uh, brutality, and wanting to come to a new community and uh, yeah. feeling rejection when they get here can't be a good thing. But they're wanting to actually be embraced by a community.
1: They are. So just last weekend, my wife and I were at um, just out about the local shops and um, having a coffee, and these two fellows were sat at the table near us, and I just had a chat and said. So hey guys, but you know, have it you know introduced myself and interrupted them. And so, if there was an, an organisation near you who could help you settle in, what would you like to happen? And they were rather surprised, but that was all it took was for me to open my mouth, my, open my mouth, and say, if someone could help, what would you like? And um, they said they wanted a job. The one thing they finding difficult is employment. And so, you know, we, we have, we've found that's difficult as for all of them. Um, but then the conversation progressed and I could, we, I now have their contact details and we'll get together and, and have a chat
0: sometime. So language is sometimes a barrier to getting that job. Yep. Uh, when you come back to the sort of ministry that you do, uh, no doubt... Uh, language issues are going to be part of what you're working with. Yeah
1: of course and so as an organisation we have access to translators but apart from that our volunteers will just go in and have a chat and so it then becomes a, a very interesting conversation around um, Well, um well, both you know the, the English speaker and the, and the refugee saying well hang on well, how do I get this word out, what am I supposed to, what am I trying to say and so then we come to this massive new tool called Google.
0: And Google Translate helps. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that does make things a whole lot easier. Google Translate is amazing. There's another barrier, and it's other headlines that you'll see, and oftentimes it's politicians Uh, who are making statements and sometimes we talk about the relevance of the statements that people are making and oftentimes around the Islamic religion and people who are coming to Australia, they're Muslims and there's a certain sense of uh, fear that comes upon some Aussies too. How do you deal with that one if you're trying to encourage Christian believers to relate to asylum seekers and refugees?
1: I come back to it's, again, try not to overcomplicate it. So if anyone we're talking to, if anyone we're ministering to is not a believer, how do we approach them? With respect, with compassion, how can I help? And so, and typically my version of, of evangelism runs around that. Then as we continue along those conversations and build friendships, we get the opportunity to share the gospel. So a quick example, a Muslim family, my wife Rose went to see the lady and um, her husband was there, her son was sort of doing the translating, a young teenager, 15-year-old, was doing the translating, um, and the lady had horrible pain in her back. Rose shared the story about how she had prayer and she had pain relief Because of prayer, Ros was going to ask the family she could pray, but the lady asked, Ros, please pray for me like that. So with respect, Ros asked the husband, would it be okay if I prayed for your wife? I'll pray to Jesus. And the husband said yes. Now he left the room, but Ros had the opportunity to pray with this lady about pain in her bank this family that was oh, too many years ago now and that family are still good friends or i'll say still but are now good friends of ours so there's been no commitment to jesus per se but there has been a time and a journey and we've prayed regularly with this family about their issues
0: So as you said, just as we got our conversation underway, the idea of having a conversation, uh, opening up a new friendship possibility, perhaps will lead to an opportunity for you to share your faith. But in the middle of all of that, you're making a new friend there'll perhaps be a journey, as we're all on, when someone shares their faith with us and we come to a point where we acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, but there is a journey that we're on, and you want to start that journey with these refugees. That's right. Now, I know that refugees come from different circumstances to what they're used to when they're in Australia. You've got thoughts on how isolated people feel when they've come from a community which has been a very strong family connected community, and they're missing that sort of thing.
1: That's exactly right. This family I was just talking about is a very big case in point. They, um, the the country they are from, they were even isolated in their country because of their particular um, specific ethnicity. That they. When they came here, they'd left behind all of their extended family. They did come as a whole family, mum and dad and three kids. Um, so that part was good for them, uh, but they left everybody else behind. Some of the others, an- another Tamil family from Sri Lanka, the, um, the I've learnt a little bit of Tamil, so if any anyone who speaks Tamil out there, um,
0: Get in touch with Ken. <laughs>
1: so they, um, but what I've learned has been about relationships. And so the the word for my father's father, so my grandfather, my paternal father, grandfather in Tamil is apapa. And we can hear where that comes from, right? Yeah. And then my mat- maternal grandfather is amapa. So my mother's father, okay, but there is Tata, who is grandfather. So these kids, who are now young adults, um, call me their Aussie Tata. And, and what
0: a wonderful compliment <laughs> oh, it that is! Is, it is extreme. And so forming these friendships, just an important element of how you help people settle into a broader community and get to know Aussies. If there's something that the government can't legislate, it's the idea of making friends. This has to come from the heart of people. And uh, when we're talking to Christians today, uh, we'll know that it's Christians we're talking to saying, where's this compassion that's deep within you? Uh, that needs to befriend that one who is the stranger, that one is who is uh, who is lonely, that one who is isolated. There's something special that we need to switch on inside us. The government can't legislate this, Ken.
1: You're right, they can't, and it and it is a part for the church to step up.
0: And so when we see in some communities uh, where you've got people gathering together and it almost becomes like an enclave situation, and there are a number of those around the country that people are concerned about, with particular uh, uh, refugees or people who've uh, migrated to Australia, Uh, the reason why that can happen is because they're not finding the friendships with Aussies that's right. So that they can broaden their circle mm-hmm. of influence and become integrated into a community. If yeah. you don't make friends, they won't integrate.
1: That's right. That's right. And so, yeah, I encourage everybody just saying, just go and say good day to somebody.
0: Just say day. I mean, I, I suppose the actual Aussie g'day actually has real power when it yeah. comes to introducing yourself uh, to someone who's dressed different, yeah. has a different skin colour to you do, yep. uh, and has some different traditions. Uh, look, I would love to point people to how they can get in touch with you, Ken. Sure. Uh, RefugeeConnect.org.au. It's an independent charity, a Christian charity, uh, working in Southeast East Queensland, refugeeconnect.org.au. And uh, our special guest today, Ken Myers, 13 years experience doing an amazing work and honour to you, Ken, for the good work that you do you. with refugees, with asylum seekers, with helping Aussies understand how they can connect uh, to these who are strangers who are already in our communities. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Before you go, thanks for listening.
1: There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.